Hey, everybody, welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm Keisha Milana. And I am Nakia Smith. And today we are talking about all things election, okay? So at the time of us recording this, what's today, the 8th? It's a few days past the election. And, you know, I know for me, I'm super geeked that Georgia turned blue. And I'm also super geeked that Joe Joe Biden won, but I feel like a lot of people are celebrating prematurely because they don't understand that now this is where the real work starts. You have to hold him accountable for all these things he was saying to get elected. So I'm just excited to see what changes come about because I feel like this election has brought about some issues that should have been spoken about a long time ago in America and I feel like this election finally just brought it out so now everything's at the forefront you know people are finally starting to express how you know unrighteous you know it could be for black Americans in this country and how systemic racism is pretty much setting us back and providing generational gaps that our generation now has to come and try to fix so I'm just happy that one, Joe Biden won, two, Georgia is blue, and three, now we can start the real work of fixing some of these issues we finally are admitting that America has. Yes, I totally agree. I was able to watch his speech last night, mm-hmm. and he specifically talked about systemic racism and how we need, you know, how we should move forward. So I'm hopeful (laughs) i don't want to get too excited because you know when we have too much of an expectation of someone it's easy for them to you know not meet those expectations so i want to you know give grace and i'm hoping that the experience he had as the vice president with obama you know helps him with his own presidency and i just want to see how he's going to do concerning the pandemic that we are in right now i felt like i feel like our former president president uh, trump did not um go about the pandemic the way i thought he should Mm. but it could be because one you know we never experienced a you know a pandemic before especially on this mass scale so it was kind of new for everybody so we was kind of like scrambling on figuring out what to do mm-hmm. but at the same time I feel like certain things should have been in place and stayed in place because if you look outside your window you just see everybody going on about their life mm-hmm. like nothing is happening so <laughs> I just I just feel like there should have been a little bit more regulation in place as far as the pandemic goes and I'm hopeful that when our now president Biden gets into office and start to work that he will put those things in place and you know figure out how we can decrease the number of um, people who are being affected no seriously Um, and if you watched while they were debating and just campaigning Uh, One thing they really disagreed on was how we should go forward, opening the economy back up, you know, to full capacity. And Joe Biden kept saying he wanted to shut the country back down and give us some money and let everybody stay inside for a few months till it's go away. So I'm all for that because, you know, I feel like 
the case numbers are starting to rise again back when we were in the beginning. So it's time to reshut it down. And Donald Trump's whole thing was, oh, if you shut down the economy, like you pretty much the stock's going to crash. You know, we're not going to be able to recover. It's going to cost too much. But at the end of the day, it's costing whether we know it or not. It's costing lives. So it's like, at what point do we be like, you know what? Let's stop caring about money for two seconds or two months or whatever. And let's just focus on saving as many people as possible, no matter how much it costs. Because if they thought that first $1,200 was going to do it, it's just not. And Joe Biden understands that. So I'm excited to see what he does about the pandemic because he keeps saying he want to shut the country back down and let give us some money. So I would like to see him give us some money. Yes, I think everybody wants that because the reason why people are out and about is because they are trying to make money. They Even if they lost their job, they're trying to figure out different ways they can, you know, make money. Um, you know, we have those things like Lyft, Uber, Uber Eats and things like that. So, you know, people are trying to get it however they can right now. So hopefully, again, if he gets into this office and figure out some strategies on how we can be shut down and people can still maintain their day-to-day lives and, you know, not be really affected as far as, you know, losing homes and things like that. That would be awesome. Another thing that he talked about, you know, while he was trying to get elected is student loans. And I think that's what a lot of people was like, okay, Yes, let's try to get him to office so we can see what he do about these student loans because they have been a tremendous burden on our generation and (laughs) previous generations as well. So we just want to see him do what he said he's going to do. (laughs) Do what he said he's going to do, right. (laughs) I'm hoping that he wasn't just talking and I'm hoping that he actually come through for us because we need it. Um, and this is the perfect time for those, you know, loan forgiveness programs because, again, we are in a pandemic and a lot of people cannot pay those student loans. That's the last thing on their mind. They're thinking about shelter, food and water and transportation. That's all they're thinking about right now. So if he could just lift that burden um, for a lot of people, that would definitely help out the economy. For sure. And I think, you know, him having a black woman, Miss Kamala Harris, as his vice president, I feel like that's going to help him to just stay on top of the the pressing issues that, you know, when you get elected, you might forget about. It's like, we got to hold him accountable as a people, you know? A lot of a lot of times we do think like, oh, I don't want to get too excited about it. But it's like, no, we need to get excited because if we don't, it's going to pretty much be like, we don't care and we're not going to hold him accountable. But when we're excited, we fired up and we make a noise like we've seen this year with the protests and just everything, I think that impacts more than just sitting around silently because the Democratic Party been doing that for a long time. Like, it's time for us to really start demanding stuff of the Democrats. People just be like, oh, I'm voting Democrat because I'm Black, but it's like, where where has that gotten us in the last 50 years? Like, nowhere. So, 
it's time for us to support these candidates, but also hold them very much accountable for the things they said they were going to do. And that could be done in a many different ways. It don't have to just be through activism or actually get in the community. You could tweet them every day, like about an issue. And once more and more and more people start tweeting them, they're going to see it. Or you could write letters or you could do like, it's a lot that you can do. You can call your state senators. You can call your congressional leaders. Like it's a lot of stuff, but they have to be held accountable or else they're not going to do it. He literally has been in office of government for 47 years. If he haven't did nothing for black people, for student loans, for systemic racism, then it's like, why would he really do it now? Like literally he been in office for a long, long time. So it's like, it's time to hold this man accountable because he could have been doing all this stuff he's talking about in his 47 years, whether it was as vice president or as a senator, and he hasn't. So it's like, what is really going to make him do it now besides pressure? Absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think we kind of got excited when Obama was in office, but then we had to reflect and be like, okay, but what did Obama do for black people? We were so excited about him being there. He was in there for eight years, but did he do anything that really helped us out? So we just have to stop giving our votes to candidates <laughs> just because without doing our research, I would say. Without doing the research, with holding them accountable, without demanding things. As you said, we just have to be like, okay, in order for you to get our vote, we need these things in place. And I don't think we have been doing that on a large Absolutely scale. Absolutely not. So. But I think, you know, it is important to get as many Black people as possible. Like, I think they said this was the record number for voting ever. So, like, that means Black people is getting involved. And it's like, that's cool to get involved in the democratic process, but we got to get involved in the, the afterwork the stuff that's going to actually lead to the change because electing somebody is not going to do nothing. It's just pretty much giving us hope, like you said. But the real change come in what senators are pushing these bills. You know, what is the Supreme Court going to look like under his uh, administration? You know, are we going to have the House of Representatives? Like, it's a lot of work besides just president that I think people forget because even the president has limits to what they could do. So... It's really important to know how you can get involved. And that's why I was saying you can call, you can write letters, you can do a lot for um, the community just by doing that, but at the state level. And that's going to lead up to federal stuff, you know? Right. I think what can help us out, speaking about Black people in general, is us becoming more informed and educated. Sure. Because... If you don't know what's really going on, you're just voting blindly <laughs> at this point. You're not really doing your due diligence when it comes to these senators, when it comes to these representatives, when it comes to the president. You're just going with the crowd and what you think they <laughs> feel is the best. So I feel like if we become more educated, more informed, more involved, and in, even on a grassroots level, you know, just do what you can, then we can start demanding things, making our voice heard, because you're not just saying things, just be saying it. We are actually 
have something to say because we did our research on you know on the things that's going on for sure I think it's super important that we actually know like what do all these positions do and what do you know how does it affect me like pretty much because you can know what these positions do like okay yeah the president he's the one he can veto a bill he could do that but it's like do you understand how that directly impacts you when he does veto a bill that you support how is that gonna play out for you and your community you know just different things like that actually being like you said knowledgeable about how things work and not just who people are because if we can know who people are all day we know joe biden we know he's been in office for 47 years in government we know he he wrote the crime bill like we know him but it's about what can he do that's going to impact me in his new position, in his position he currently has. Because, again, he might not have been doing as much for these 47 years because he might have felt like, oh, I didn't have the powers I needed to do that. But now you have certain powers where you can undo that. You can undo the crime bill that he wrote. Like, it's things that he can do that people might not even be aware of, you know? Right. So it's kind of like no excuses. Yeah, it's like sorry. <laughs> you had 47 years. You had eight years in VP. You finna have four years in office. If he still don't do nothing, I promise you, even if this man don't run for president again and he just go back to senator or whatever, it's over with for him if he don't show us nothing. Like who would really reelect him? After at that point, it's gonna be 51 years in office as president, vice president, and a senator. Who would really reelect this man? Right. 50 years, you haven't done nothing. Right. No, it's like no. But this is like I feel like his last chance to really be in government because he getting old. Like he was around when the civil rights movement was happening. Like he is from a whole different place than a lot of the people in America right now. So I feel like some of his ideals aren't going to be aligned with ours, even if he is the person that we vote for. So we got to figure out, too, like, what are we willing to sacrifice? Like, everything's not going to get done in four years. Everything that he wants to do or that we want him to do is not going to get done in four years. So we got to figure out what's the most pressing and how are we going to get that accomplished? And that's why, again, going back to the knowledge, it's important to know how do these things actually impact you and what can we actually do in four years? Because some of this stuff, a lot of presidents tell us they can't even do it in their one one or two terms, you know? It'd be like by 2030 this. And it's like, you're not even going to be in office in 2030. Like, people don't have to keep up with these same policies as we could see with Obamacare and Trump trying to repeal the Affordable Care Act. So that's another thing too we got to know, like, what can presidents actually do within their term that's going to impact me? And what are they saying they're going to do for the next 10 years or over the next 20 years that they can't even really keep track of because they're not going to be in office? I think it's a good way to end it. But one thing I can say, although we may not have like Trump as president, I appreciate him being there only because he exposed America for what America is. <laughs> he pretty much put it on the table, all the flaws, everything that all other presidents have 
tried to hide over the years. So it's kind of like, okay, we can't ignore yeah. this anymore. And I feel like that's what brought the young voters out and the black voters. It was like, we literally are like, oh no, we can't do this again. Like, we we can't do it again. It's, it's evoking emotion in us, you know? And I think that's important for change. Yes. So, hopefully, moving forward, we can see some dramatic changes take place. Absolutely. Well, definitely make sure y'all get out and be involved in the democratic process, not just voting, not just going to the polls. Make sure you put in some kind of work to make sure the candidate does what they say that we're going to do. And on that note, make sure y'all go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at 21 Minutes or Less. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe, 21 Minutes or Less podcast. And then go follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Milana. And mine is at Miss Butterfly 21. And we're going to see you on the next episode.